You are listening to a sermon by Tanner Sherlock. Visit chialphashatterstate.com for more info. Does anybody remember what we talked about last week? Last week at Tuesday. Yes. Face-to-face with God. Exactly. Panim. The face-to-face presence of God. I'm actually surprised anybody remembered. Because I sat in your seat before. I know that feeling of, oh, man, the pastor's calling on me. It used to be a joke. Even when I was on staff with Sean Bonzoff prior to when they left, he, it used to be a longstanding joke that I never listened to his sermons because I could never remember what it was a week later. Another reason why you should listen to my podcast. <laughs> Self-promotion Tuesday. Okay, so I was sitting thinking about the presence of God, the face-to-face presence of God. What is the next step? What's the next step in the presence of God? And then I felt like God was saying, it's not about the next step. It's continuing the presence of God. Continue in the presence of God. We don't move past the presence of God. It's not somewhere I can just talk about it for 20 minutes and we've covered everything there is to cover about the presence of God. But he was saying, continue in that thought. Continue in the presence of God. What is the next step that happens? What is the, the natural progression that happens when the presence of God has came? And while I was thinking about that, God kind of brought to my mind how Jesus taught us how to pray. The Lord's Prayer starts out, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And I just had to stop there for a split second when it says, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Before your kingdom come, hallowed be your name. And I thought, huh, hallowed be your name, God. So in light of of hallowed be your name, God, I I think sometimes we really do forget what God really is, who God really is, what God has really done. We get to this point where we start treating God like our mom or our dad. How many of you guys probably don't treat your mom and dad with as much respect as you probably should? Uh, My hands, I raise my hand twice if I could, but I have a mic in my hand. Sometimes I don't give my parents the respect that they deserve. Not even that they've earned, just that they deserve for everything they've given me. I I think sometimes we get that way with God. We forget that God is hollow. So when we truly understand and we truly want to to keep in mind that God is hollowed, be your name. I think one of the first things that we need to do in order to even comprehend how amazing God is and how amazing he is that even his name is hallowed. I think one of the first things, the first step we need to do is thank him. We need to thank God. So today, if you want to get your Bibles or your Bible app ready, we're going to be in 1 Chronicles 16. It's in the Old Testament. Continuing with the theme. Now, in order to truly understand what's going on here, you would need to read 1 Chronicles 15 through 17. 
And so I would encourage you to write it down, put a bookmark in your Bible, bookmark your app, whatever you got to do, to go back and reread 15 through 17. But what we're going to cover is we're going to be um, in First Chronicles 16. And so what's going on here is David is going to be writing a psalm, and he's talking about right after when the Ark of the Covenant came to the city of David. And the Ark of the Covenant is, if you don't know what it is, it's basically the, the, the transportation of what was carrying the stones of the Ten Commandments. Basically, originally what it was built for, the Ark of the Covenant, was to, to carry those stones around while they were running through the desert prior to finding the Promised Land. And so the Ark of the Covenant had just come to the city of David. And so David is so thankful for the Ark of the Covenant coming to his city because what the Ark of the Covenant really represented at that time was the presence of God. Because the presence of God was in the Ark. So really what he's doing is he's writing a psalm thanking God for his presence. He's thanking God that the Ark of the Covenant came to the city of David. What the Ark of the Covenant was was a physical representation for the presence of God to the city of David. So 1 Chronicles 16, starting in verse 7. That day David first appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord in this manner. Verse 8. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Verse 11 kind of sounds like what I preached about last week, doesn't it? Verse 12. Remember the wonders he has done. His miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob, he is the Lord our God, and his judgments are in all the earth. Okay, I continued reading past verse 8. Verse 8 is really what we're going to focus on. And I continued reading that because I really do believe context is important. If it's important enough I'm going to do a sermon about it, it's important enough that I need to include a little bit of context. So I continued with it. And so, let's reread verse 8 then. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. Specifically stopping at, give thanks to the Lord. The original Hebrew word here for this is one single word, and it's yada. Pronounced yada. According to Strong's Dictionary, yada is... A Hebrew verb with a root meaning to throw or the extended hand to throw out the hand. Therefore, to worship with extended hands or to give thanks with extended hands. So what David is really saying is give thanks to the Lord with extended hands. As in, yada. Whatever I picture yada, I think of. Now, how many Denver Broncos fans I got in here? All right. How many of you guys remember the, the, the short-lived Tebow era? 
Oh, yeah. Tim Tebow, he's the man. I picture Yadah as Tim Tebow takes the Denver Broncos to the playoffs. And in the first playoff game, they're in overtime. And he throws just this bomb of a pass to Demarius Thomas. This actually happened, by the way. Throws this bomb of a pass to Demarius Thomas. This Demarius Thomas, who nobody's ever even heard of, flies down the field, scores a touchdown, ending playoffs, Broncos win. Yada is Tim Tebow's reaction to this. He throws his hands in the air, and he runs down the field screaming straight for Demarius Thomas. I picture if Demarius Thomas were God, and we were giving Yada to him, this is exactly how it would look. Just picture Tebow in all his glory, raising his hands, Yada! So he said, Demarius! <laughs> he probably cried. I cried. <laughs> Yada is kind of like that. Not perfect, kind of like that. But today, I find Christians, we have this certain way we give thanks. Do we not? And it usually revolves around a meal. We have this way where we give thanks prior to us eating. Most Christians, maybe not most, but a lot of Christians, that might be the only time they give God thanks the entire day. And the thing is, is none of us really look forward to doing it because we all know that when you're in a group of people and the food gets down, we start making up games in order to make sure that we're not the one who has to give the, pr uh, give the thanks. We do this, whoever touches their food first or whoever takes the first bite, they have to be the one that says grace. How many guys, let's be honest, how many guys play that game? Whoever touched the first food first. You're lying. I do it. I'm a pastor and I do it. I make my wife pray. Yeah, yada is the exact opposite of that. Picture somebody sitting down. No, I don't want to give grace. Courtney, you give grace. Yeah, that's the exact opposite of yada. If you could picture... Tebow, like I said, in all his glory, that's Yada. Us sitting at a table, thank you, God. That's not. That's the opposite. So let's continue. Verse 34 and 35. Give Yada to the Lord. Same word here. Give Yada to the Lord. For he is good and his love endures forever. How many of you guys recognize that verse? Give Yada to the Lord. And his love endures forever. Cry out, save us, O God, our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give Yada to your holy name. That we may glorify or make, we may glory in your praise. That we may give Yada to your holy name. He uses it again twice within two verses. Yada. I grew up in a Lutheran church and then a Methodist church. And if any of you guys went to church in a Lutheran or a Methodist church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe not more recently, but when I was a little younger. The only time we sang worship was in out, straight out of the hymnal books. How many guys know what I'm talking about with the hymnal books? How many guys know that those things are absolutely evil? Because they start singing. Half of the songs on one, one page. The other half's on the other page. But on the next page, there's four lines every single line. 
and you start singing praise, and then they skip from the first verse or the first chorus, yeah, first chorus to the third chorus. But they don't inform the audience. So then you're sitting there singing, and they're singing a completely different verse, and you're just going, what? And then by the time you even realize that you're on the wrong verse, they've already made it like five lines down, and you are so lost that you just sit there like humming. <laughs> Dude, to a 10-year-old kid whose entire life is not making a fool of himself, those books are absolutely evil. How many of you guys know the struggle? How many of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about? They didn't have projectors. They just had these books that were pure evil. That's why we've moved to projectors here. We advance. And those things were horrible. Hated those hymnals. The first time I came to Chi Alpha, like I said before, I was tricked into coming to Chi Alpha. I was told there would be good-looking women. There was. I married one of them. So I wasn't tricked on that part. I was tricked on the fact that it was church. So I come into Chi Alpha, and they start singing worship with one of these projectors. And I'm like, man, these guys are awesome. I don't have to read out of that stupid hymnal. If you still sing at church out of a hymnal, I apologize. <laughs> not because I'm, I'm not apologizing for offending you. I'm apologizing for the fact you have to use those hymnals. These things are horrible. So they had a projector. I was all excited. The lyrics were on the screen. They didn't have a bunch of music notes around them that made me feel bad because I never learned how to read music. And then something happens. And all of a sudden, everybody starts raising their hands. Coming from a Lutheran Methodist background, I looked around. I'm like, man, what, what's going on here? I mean, I understood the music on the screen. Yeah, it's simple. It's technology. It's awesome. But why are these people raising their hands? I turned to my friend who had tricked me into coming to Chi Alpha. And I was like, hey, wh why are these people raising their hands in prayer? And she replies back, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe they think that they're closer to God somehow by raising their hands. And I thought, wow, these people are really weird. They raised their hands, and they, so I kind of laughed it off. And I thought, no, you know what? I am way too cool to raise my hands during worship. I'm going to sit here with my hand in my pocket. I'll sing, but no, I'm not going to do any of that cheesy stuff. So I'm, I'm singing worship. I'm too cool to raise my hands. And I started realizing everybody else except for me and my friends that were tricked me into coming to Chi Alpha, were all raising their hands. So now I was no longer cool because I wasn't raising my hand. I was just awkward because I wasn't raising my hand, which is exactly how I am most of the time. <laughs> you know me too well. So eventually, came to the point in time where I thought, you know what, if everybody's raising their hands, there's got to be something to it. There's got to be some sort of emotional thing that goes on. There's got to be this amazing thing that happens when I raise my hands. Something significant is going to happen when I raise my hands. That's the only reason people would look like idiots raising their hands in worship. And so I got the courage up. We're singing worship, and then I raise my hands. And wouldn't you know, absolutely nothing happened. My arms got tired, and I put my hands back down. I had built this thing up to be this magnificent, amazing experience. It was going to be like 
the, the Holy Spirit just destroying me. And when I finally raised my hands, absolutely nothing happened. My arms got tired. I put my hands back down. And it took a very long time, very, very long time before I ever raised my hands again in worship. Because I thought, what is the point of raising your hands in worship if all it does is make your shoulders tired? I'm a weightlifter. I like to power lift. One day a week is for shoulders, and it's not on Tuesdays. And so I would not raise my hands. David knows the struggle. And he just thinks he does, I like. So I know looking across this place today, you were like me and you didn't understand it. So I'm going to break some things down for you. Praise is the expression of respect and gratitude as an act of worship. According to Strong, in this context, it is a synonym for worship, praise, and thanks. Does anybody remember what Yada was? I'll read it again according to Strong. Yada is a Hebrew word with the root meaning to throw or extend your hands, to throw out your hands, to worship with extended hands, to give thanks with extended hands. So in this context, as I used before, praise is also a synonym for thanks, which can also be used as a synonym for worship. Yadah can literally mean throwing your hands up during worship. Another way I've heard Yadah explained is real rough, real rough uh, explanation of it, but another way I've heard it explained is when you see a little two- or three-year-old. How many of you guys see those heartwarming videos of the little two- or three-year-old whose whose dad has been away in, in the military for six months or whatever? And the dad comes home, sneaks in, hey, I'm here, and that little kid just screaming, just, oh, my gosh, so excited. And you want to start crying because it's so emotional. How many of you guys, you guys know exactly what videos I'm talking about? They're amazing videos. I've heard your dog explain just like that, that it is almost as if we're just throwing our hands up and just saying, daddy, daddy, I'm so thankful you're here. So the real reason then is, now that we understand what yada means, is why. Why should we yada? Why should we yada during worship? I can give you reasons. I can start with Jesus dying on the cross for us, making us new. And when I say make us new, I mean when you give your life to Christ, you're standing before him as if you were a new creation, as if Adam had never sinned. That's one reason. Another reason is for the fact that we even exist. Another reason is for the food that we sometimes thank him for. Another reason is for the fact that he even wants to meet us where we're at in our struggles. Anytime we want to meet him, we can usher in his presence. We can spend time with him. Another reason is he gave us a Bible, which is literally an instruction manual for how to live our life. If you don't feel like you've heard from God in a long time, I encourage you, pick up your Bible. God will speak to you because he's already written it. It is literally for us. It is for you. There is so much to be thankful for. There is so much, so many reasons 
to give you a dollar to God. And those are just a couple quick ones. Those are the big ones. Another little one for the fact that God's even here tonight. The Holy Spirit's presence is here. That's another reason to give thanks. So tonight, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up again in in a few moments. And I'm going to encourage you guys to stand, to stop worrying about being cool for just a moment. If you have to remove yourself from being next to your friends, then do it. Find a place somewhere across this place. Find a place to worship alone with God. And the spirit of Yadah, and in, in, in throwing your hands up like that little child running to their father, I want us to do the same here tonight. I don't want you just to raise your hands just to raise your hands. I want you to do it with the mindset of giving thanks to God, giving thanks for anything that he has done in your life recently. And if you're having a problem thinking of something recently that he's done, then think about the time that you, when you back when you gave your life to Christ. If you haven't given your life to Christ and you're wondering what I'm talking about, I encourage you to come and find me while everybody else is worshiping. So worship team, go ahead and come on up. I'm going to read the scripture again, and I'm going to input the word Shadron in here. Give Yadah to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among Shadron what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell the college of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord in Shadron rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he has pronounced. Let's all yadah together. Let's praise his name and offer up as sweet a fragrance as we possibly can of thanks to God for what he has done and what he is doing and what he will do in our lives. Let's praise him and thank him like this is the last time you will ever be able to thank him. Let's praise him and thank him as if this will be the last time that we can even thank God on this campus. Let's offer up the sweetest aroma of thanks that we possibly can tonight. And let's do it in the thought of of the fact that CSC, the Shadron State College, right now, as if everybody else in this college could actually hear you worshiping God. What would you want it to sound like to them? How would you want them to see us? Like my sermon last week, they will know us by God's presence. And so in continuing in God's presence, let's thank him for his presence. Go ahead, guys. Now, everyone, if you don't mind, just remain standing. And I want to just take Yadah one step further. Now, you don't have to do this if you don't feel comfortable. But I'm going to ask you guys, as I close in prayer, that you would offer up your thanks to God. Lift up your arms and all across this place. Like I said, if you feel comfortable, join me in praying with arms stretched out to God. Yadah. We thank you, Lord, 
We thank you with outstretched arms. Lord, hear our prayers. We love you when we praise you. And it is for your glory that we do this. It is in remembrance of what you have given us through sacrificing yourself on the cross for us. We understand that everything that you need to do in our lives, you have already done by sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. But yet you go further. And this is our yada. We raise our hands. We thank you. We praise you here tonight on our campus through Chi Alpha, the tool that you are using. We ask that you will encourage us to remain in your presence and remain, remain in a spirit of thanks for what you have done in our lives. Lord, we thank you, and it is for your glory that we are here and your glory that we do this. Amen.